This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back right on time at 7 o'clock, as a matter of fact. Um, what a miracle weekend. It was unbelievable. It was a great weekend. It was. It was. It, it was absolutely perfect. As a matter of fact, I uh, hadn't been to the state fair, and I can't even tell you how long. I'm trying to remember, I I was with you there. Oh God, it must have been twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. That's about right. Yeah. 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 Back when the grandstand was it. just a fair to midland stand. Yeah. Just there you have it. Stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you have it. Um, but it was great to see your mother. She's yeah. far better person than you are. I agree. You can't even argue it's, that. That's why I roll with Beverly. Um, she was so excited to see yeah. you. She was just, I love her. She's just sunshine. She's like, oh, yes, yeah, we're going to the fair. It was 7 a.m. We're walking around. We're getting around her, you know, go-go all ready to go to the fair. And she was all excited to see you, all excited to meet Don Shelby. Shelby's a great – isn't he a wonderful man? He's so he, – right before he left, he, I was like, I just appreciate you so much, Don. Thanks for coming out. And he goes, Brittany – I just love Go-Go. And it was like Go-Go. the warmest thing anyone <laughs> said to me with his warm, buttery voice. And yeah. I was like, why do I want to cry right now? Because well, he's a legend. I mean, that guy's a right? talk about a legendary broadcaster. We can't walk 10 feet with him at the state fair. No, no. Go, God, no. Like, we couldn't. I was like, we guys, uh, we have an hour to get from here to here. Should be fine. I was like, nah, nope. like five steps in. I go, I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna make it. I know he's such a guy that when he speaks, you almost reevaluate all of the choices you've oh, made. Oh yeah. Like yep. I, li- I listened to the live broadcast on the way home from Appleton, and uh, while I was listening to it, he was talking about how he thought for a time journalists should not be allowed to vote. Yep. Yeah. And I, I agree. was like, I was like, you yep. know what, son of a bitch, Shelby, I never thought about that, but I'm on board. I, yeah, he's a guy that can definitely re- make you think about things in a different light yeah that was yeah he had a great talk about bias and all that stuff he was just great you were you were great too you were awesome oh, here we go no it was super let me, fun let me just say something before you move on with all your blows there uh if it weren't for don shelby i would have never lasted in the broadcasting industry no really? there's no way people well people in this industry drive me nuts anyway yeah i would say about 90 percent of the people in broadcasting don't belong in broadcasting they just don't. Interesting. They're not very good at it. I could see what you're saying. Um, but I would, like I told you before, I'd sit up on the roof of Channel 4 over there, and he and I would smoke a cigar, and he would uh, tutor me on how to handle people without, you know, slitting their throats. Which is great. We love that for you. It's a really good thing. There's no good. So Don and I have been friends for Did you see the picture where he leaned his head on my I shoulder? I took that picture. Oh, did you? that's right. You took that picture. I went to take a picture of them People on a bench. People love that picture. I don't and know he leaned he his head it. on Tom, and Tom kind of leaned back, and I posted <laughs> it immediately. I was literally at the fair with so many people I love, and I said, I got to post this right now. I still have to post the rest of our photos, but I, I really wanted to get that one out. It was so cute. It was amazing, and, and thank you so much to everybody. Gogo was in the back of that photo, just like, what, is, what are they no, no, doing? No. Every time Gogo looked at me, she's like, what's your deal? What, what are you wearing? You could like, step it up. What? Do you she owe was, her money or something? I must owe her money. Her? She was like, looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, she's got that effect on, uh, on most people. But I think she also knows your voice because Priscilla oh, yeah, suppose, and yeah. my mom both watch her and listen to us. So I think there's also like a disconnect of like, yeah, right. you're the voice from home. What the hell? I think she thinks I'm nuts. Yeah, it's probably. Well, I think I mean, that's what it is. Inaccurately, mm-hmm. though, right? 
inaccurate as possible, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm telling you, Saturday from moment one till the time I went to bed, it was an amazing day. We went to, to, the, uh, to the state fair. It was packed. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there was no room. To, it took forever to get out to the bus. We missed... We had to wait an extra half hour because we missed the shuttle. Sure. It was only 10,000 away from the record. 10,000 yeah. away from the record? Yeah, for yeah. the Saturday, that first Saturday record. It's funny that you bring that up because I actually pulled a clip from the live broadcast talking about that. You know, one thing, I have to make a, a, an observation because we only got about 10 minutes left up here. This is the first time I've ever been on stage where the audience got bigger rather than smaller. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Wait a minute. You guys are leaving. Goodbye. You're leaving. You guys leaving, as I say At it. that moment, they realize they, they have to use the bathroom immediately. <laughs> it was phenomenal. That's funny, Randy. I mean, from the beginning of it to the end of it was absolutely amazing. No question about it. Yeah. Uh, people could not have been nicer than afterward. And I didn't know they were going to do that because I was just walking off the stage and I was going to go to the shuttle and go home. I walked down, and there are, I don't know how many dozens of people in line to take a picture. Oh, cool. Which was very, very... Oh, you didn't see those people? Not when you were uh, very sweet. near the bus? No. No, no, it was just as you looked out on the crowd, you went Oh, yeah, no, I saw you were, you were doing photos the whole time I was just she talking was to a bunch sweet. of people. Yeah, you... Have got, I'm trying to remember all the people. Rose, Chad, Eric. Um, I know I'm missing people. A lot of people. A lot of people, but uh, there was just a lot of nice people that write in all the time, and they were like, "We don't mean to bug you." And I was like, "I love getting your emails. I love getting the messages." Um, Yeah, it was just really fun. Everyone was nice, and there is no doubt about that. And then the amazing thing about that is, after having such a great time, it's the best time I've ever had the state fair. I will tell you, that's great. People were so genuinely nice. They loved the fact that the show was on. So we're hanging out at the house for a couple hours, and then we go out to dinner with, uh, with uh, friends. Went out to Pittsburgh Blue out in Maple Grove. Okay, cool. And we go out there, Michael Bryant and his wife. Nice. And my buddy Dan from Nutramos back in the old days. Yeah. And his uh, paramour, that's all I can say for now. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, just very, very nice. We're sitting there, and they see, these people looked like they were between 30 and 35 years old, something like that. There were seven of them, including a little girl. And they walk by, and the guy yells my name. Because most people don't recognize me because I don't, I don't go on television a lot, yeah. and I don't do all that, so they don't, they don't recognize me all that much. But So uh, they were raving about the show. They were all listeners to this show. All, all six of the adults were the women. The men could not have been nicer. We talked and talked and talked. And one guy said something that then Fawn heard about later and repeated to Catherine, which was hilarious. So what? remember, one of the guys in the crowd, because they were could not have been nicer. And if you guys listen, call in, please, because you were terrific. So then they said my name out loud, and then two, three other tables heard it, and then they wanted to take pictures as well. So I basically Saturday just ended up taking pictures of a lot of different people, and it just... Because like I said, people don't usually recognize me in public, so I don't usually do that. I think you have to stop saying people don't recognize you because every day we hear about people stopping you in the streets. Yeah, they do now. And <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I suppose it's the billboards. It could be. It was yeah. probably the billboards that did that. That's yeah, that because I'm just not used to it. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you about a funny interaction, but after you tell me the fawn thing. The fawny thing. So yeah. a guy said this in, you know, in in his regular tone. He didn't whisper it or anything like that. And he said something about Catherine. And then so Fawny found out about it, and she comes over and she goes, Bop, Bop, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go talk to Nana. I said, okay. 
She walks over and repeats what the guy says. <laughs> and she says, Nana, um, are you stunningly beautiful? <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. She thought it was very nice, though, that somebody would say that about her. Fawny thought it was really nice that somebody would say something nice like that to Nana. Oh, that's really cute. She was cute. very impressed with that whole deal. But I had one of those days on Saturday where every single person that I talked to, engaged with, was very pleasant. So, you know, when we had we were waiting there for the show to start, uh, Alive and Kickin' was on, very talented, very fun group. Um, they're into it. They're into it. They uh, are. They're into it. Oh, that's Alive and Kickin'. They are the, like, elderly people that yep. get out. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, it was super fun. Right. They were before us. But we were waiting there, and this uh, organ donor uh, volunteer came up and was like, hey, do any of you guys want to do, like, a little video clip about organ donating? Um, and he asked, he asked, she asked, Don Shelby and Tom Bernard. And so they're standing right there and asking. And Michael Bryant's like, I'll, I'll do it, you know, whatever, went over there. And then after we were standing there and I was like, um, I was like, yeah, so like, did you know that's Tom Bernard and Don Shelby? That's what I said to her because we, t- we were chatting. And she was like, what are you guys with? And I was like, oh, I'm with the Tom Bernard. That's Tom Bernard Morning Show. You know, that's Tom Bernard and that's Don Shelby. She goes, did I just ask them to casually do a clip? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would have like, done a clip. Though. I know, but it, it was, was nice really, to do that. It was just funny because like, you know. You guys just look like guys hanging out, and it was just, I don't know, kind of a surreal moment where, you know, you tell somebody something, and they're like, she's like, we were both laughing about it, because it was just just funny, you know, like... No, yeah, it was wonderful. There's like a Seinfeld story where I was Jerry Seinfeld, and I can't remember if it's like Larry David or walking down the street, and this guy stops Larry David. He's like, I'm such a big fan. I love you. Here, here, here. And he hands Jerry Seinfeld his camera. camera. He's yeah. like, can you take our picture? And Seinfeld's oh, like, oh, God. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that's <laughs> like, so funny. It, and he, so they start walking away, and the guy comes running back like three minutes later and says, I'm so sorry. I was so mesmerized by Larry David. I didn't even realize this was Jerry Seinfeld. I'm so sorry. I, can we get a picture? He's like, no. You don't get a picture with me now. No, yeah. I'm second tier. Was he serious yeah. about that? He didn't take a picture with him. There is uh, actual footage of, I can't remember if it's Kesha or Shakira. Some. I think it's Kesha running Kesha, up to yes. him. Kesha walking up and being like, Jerry, I'm such a big fan. Can I get a hug? And he goes, no. <laughs> and she laughs because... She thinks, thinks he's he's a kidding. Joke. No, no and he's, he's, a, he's, he's a prick. Yeah, he says, absolutely not. I will say this. I wouldn't assume, like, if you know anything about Jerry Seinfeld, the hug seems like a big ass. Yeah. He's not a pleasant person. Yeah, like. You ever dealt with him? No, but, oh. like, you just kind of know he's, like, a little bit on the, like, germs are a thing for him. Like, yeah. I'm a hugger. I'll hug anybody. I hug all of our listeners or whoever just because, like, I get excited. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I will hug. I'm, I'm grosser than anybody. I have a one year old like there's probably poop on me somewhere but like I will hug people automatically like that's my thing but I wouldn't assume that Jerry Seinfeld is gonna be a hugger that's just not mm-hmm. what I would think no I suppose not. I look I, I always thought because I did watch the show but I thought he was the least funny person on the Seinfeld show yeah, yeah. I just he, I, I just thought that uh, the other people were tremendously funny did a great job yeah uh, the billionaire, what's her name again? Oh, Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah, she's so funny. She's good on that show. I heard her yeah. new movie's good. She's yeah. got a new movie out. I heard it's good. Well, and I love her in Veep. Yeah, like, I was going to say, Veep is where Veep it's is, at. I've never seen that. It's good. You would love Veep because it just leans in the hypocrisy of uh, politics. You would literally mm-hmm. love Veep. Oh, could it get any worse? 
Uh, it's pretty funny, like what they, you know, she'll sit and shake hands with people and immediately be like, ew, that was disgusting. Who is that person? <laughs> like, it's I like that. so funny. You I know, I hate fat people. There you go. <laughs> Typical. Typical of you. I didn't see you shake hands with one fat person at the fair. I am. That's really nice. I am fat person. Oh, yeah. You're just huge. There's no question about no, it. No. How dare you take that? Was a cl- that was me doing a reenactment of Veep, that mm-hmm. clip, and I'll never forgive you. You're a disaster. I know. <laughs> There's no getting around it, but yeah, it's just, uh, I know I keep raving about it, but I had one hell of a weekend and it's be- because of people I don't even know. You know how nice that is? That's so cool. Nobody bitching about this or that. Or the other. I could just tell, of course, I got home and watched the news. Then the bitching was nonstop, of that, course. Exactly. But, uh, you know, it's, oh, I, sh- I should uh, make this point, by the way, as long as I'm talking about But But again, to everybody who was out there at the fair, to, to the all 11, 12, 15, however people were at uh, Pittsburgh Blue, they were not all together, and they could not have been nicer people. Everybody's very, very polite and very nice, which is great to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, uh, you guys gave me a great Saturday. I was with uh, Catherine the, the entire day, had a, just had a really, really nice time, dinner with friends that night. I hadn't seen Dan in a while. I think the world of Dan, just a great guy. But uh, apparently there was a new record, attendance record, what, on Friday? Yeah, on Friday they hit a new record. And it was 164,741? Yes, I believe so. We had that many people sitting watching us. What the hell is the big deal? No big deal. It's no big whoop. We had at least double that. I would say at least 340,000. That's exactly. At least. Can you imagine 340,000 people in that State Fair area? No. Oh. no I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't imagine 164,000. Oh, no. It's got to be yeah. unbelievably crowded. When we were there, the attendance was 212. Uh, oh, it was at 212 on Saturday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Right there. Uh, 212,850. Which is 100,000 more than last year. Yeah, which, and then, but it's still 10,000 away from the record. There was supposed to, you know, if you can add 10,000 more in there. there was, you couldn't even move in there. I know. On Saturday, it was That's crazy. Amazing. By the ta- by one time we left, it was like, inch, inch, you're like penguin walking to yeah. get through. Oh, I, I misread that, by the way. It, it was actually from last year. It was a 50% increase from last year. It's 157 last year, and it was 222,194. It was in... 21 must have, that was the first year of COVID, is that correct? Yeah. Is that why everything was down so much? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was down to like 129, but still 130,000 people, even with COVID. So in 2021, not bad at all. But yeah, uh, so far they've done 106,000 on Thursday, 164,000 on Friday, actually, actually closer to 165,000 on, Saturday, on Friday. Yeah. And then 212, 213,000 on Saturday. But yeah, I'm telling you, it's. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the fair is pretty amazing. And then when you get like on a higher spot of a hill and you look down at the street and you see all the moving people. And honestly, I feel like for the most part, everyone's in a pretty good mood, chill about stuff. Just kind of get in line and it goes relatively quickly, like all the lines. But That amazes me that there were 50,000 more people there on Saturday than there were on Friday. But Friday was a record and Saturday wasn't. So they do uh, records That's for... amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, per day. And isn't that weird? Like, why aren't people... Why is that first Friday not a big... Because I would think that would be a huge 
you wouldn't want to go the first day and then the second day you'd end up going but it's right yeah i suppose it also depends on what's in the grandstand that night yeah you know if there's if if it's already sold out for the artists so yeah who knows i feel like the state fair is it's rare that it's not sold out the um the The grandstand yeah i suppose that that is probably true yeah but i hadn't been there what'd you say six years yeah i'm trying to think 17 uh, i think it was uh, I've got pictures. I know we've took pictures. But not one prick. I don't, I'm talking about just walking down the street, everybody we met, yeah, everybody everyone. was there. Not one asshole that which, I ran into. Which is crazy because, like, think about how close you are to everybody and you could easily, like, there's, it's a lot going on. And everybody kind of just chills and goes with the flow. No, it was really, really nice. I got to believe in place, other places like Texas, you get that crowded, there might be some pushing and shoving going on. <laughs> I would think. Well, you never know either because uh, most people have guns. So you don't have to worry about well, that. Well, that's as much. true. It's a very good point. No question. You sent me a story. It just says ginger. Oh, ginger was at the state fair, and I was. Uh, oh, she, that ginger, the one the she goes every day. Yeah, she goes every day, and she they wrote a big article up on her, and you said oh, you wanted uh, to read that. I yeah. I, somebody asked me if I they wanted to. Um, they wanted to bring her over, but they never did. No, she wasn't there that day. Oh, she wasn't there Saturday. That's oh, I see. Okay, that's why it was. Okay, get enough with the care commercial. Get off my screen. I've never liked you people. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I did when Passalt was there, but that was about the only time. That's the only time. That Diana I, Pierce, she was a sweetheart too. When you first said care, I thought you were talking about care.com, which is like a health thing. So when I was like, oh, you mean Care Eleven? Care Eleven. Ginger Johnson of Apple Valley lines up beginning around 11 p.m. the night before the fair officially opens. Does it open at what, like 7 a.m.? I don't even, I don't, you know what? She told me she'd call in if we wanted her to. (laughs) I'm going to send her a text and ask her to call in. Because there's so many details in the fair aspect, I would have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. But it says, in the years past, Care 11 has caught up with Johnson as she has stood first or second in line. She tells us it's become a friendly competition among other dedicated fair goers. Uh, she got a Minnesota North Stars jersey on. I love that. <laughs> I, uh, what about the new team? No, I want the old no, team back. I, no, thank you. I want the uh, Louie Nanny team back. Yeah, uh, if we can get a hold of Ginger, that'd be great. I'd love to talk to her. We'll check on the weather quickly here, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic state fair weather this week, followed by 90 degrees by the weekend. Today, partly sunny and warmer with an isolated afternoon shower possible. 85 degrees for the high. Tonight, clearing and cool, a low of 59. On Tuesday, early fog, then sunny with a high of 78. Wednesday, sunny and 79. Thursday, sunny and 85. Friday, sunny and 88. Beautiful for the five straight days. Absolutely gorgeous. There's maybe a passing shower this afternoon, but it's just going to be an isolated shower, so it's not going to be a big deal at all. Uh, partly cloudy and 63 right now, but 85 and sunny later on today. Maybe an isolated shower. That might even not even happen, though, to tell you the truth. We'll take a break. Be right back. Continue on talking about how great the State Fair was. Got a lot of good stuff coming up this morning, as a matter of fact. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees Want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their My Pillows. Queen size My Pillows regular price is sixty nine ninety eight, now only nineteen ninety eight, and just ten dollars more for king size My Pillows patented fill adjust your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen size My Pillow for only nineteen ninety eight. Enter promo code Tom. 
In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says riding a bus to school is 13 times safer than riding in a passenger vehicle and 10 times safer than walking to school. The reality of school bus safety is that more children are hurt outside the bus than inside as passengers. Most of the children who lose their lives in bus-related crashes are pedestrians, four to seven years old, who are hit by the bus or by motorists illegally passing a stop school bus. Please be patient and use extra caution when driving near children and school buses. And never pass a bus when the arm is down and red lights are flashing. The children inside and their parents are counting on us. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in an accident. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to a lawyer. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com, keyword passport. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sitting here with the host of uh, the Tom Bernard Podcast at the State Fair. That would be, of course, Brittany. What can I say? You know... You handle that very well, I would say. Thank you. And I think it was... uh, It's funny because they literally asked me to introduce a bunch of people I knew. And I go, this is the easiest job. Right before we got on stage, they said, Brittany, will you... Somebody came up to me and said, Brittany, you're uh, introducing everybody and, and uh, whatever. And I said, so, this is the one situation where I knew everyone 
for the last 10 years of my life yeah, at true. least. You start off, uh, if you go, you're looking at the stage on the far left was Michael Bryant. Next to him was Ralph Basham. Next to him was Don Shelby. Then I sat there. Then to my left was Tevin Pittman. To his left was Reggie. Reggie. Arnoot. Yeah. I love the fact that Catherine broke those little donuts that he gave us into four little pieces so all eight dogs in our block could have a bite. So, Reggie, she promoted your product to, to eight other households. <laughs> that That's really nice. sweet. That worked out very, very well, as a matter of fact. So, uh, now it, uh, once again, I'm going to be raving about that for quite some time because. You never know. You get some people. I've made appearances before in the past where people showed up and they were, you know, chanting other call letters. And yeah, 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 bullshit. yeah. You've been through that. And you've also been somewhere where they're whipping pennies at you. The, well, only when the Passolt brothers are there. Yeah. Luckily, Passolt was out of town. One thing I loved it when they would come out and they'd, they'd chant, hey, blah, 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 then, you know, the four call letters. Yeah. I go, you can chant all you want. They're still in seventh place. Right. <laughs> If you're going to take somebody on, you probably should know the facts, don't you think? I mean, I think it's hilarious that people have that energy in this list yeah. to come on. I'd say thank you. Thank you for following uh, our careers. The one thing I will tell you is the only thing I hate more than a-holes at appearances are Italians from New Jersey. I just can't stand them. Hey! Hey! Sandy! Hey. What's up, Sandy? What are you talking? Not too much. You know, I remember back at the days in the old in Golden Valley at the other place mm-hmm. when one of the stations sent one of their guys over and he sat in the lobby. But you know what? What it told me, boy, this guy is dedicated. He'll do anything he can to help his company. And now he's uh, he's selling ads for for your station. Oh, he is. Oh, you remember when Ebert did it? He was working at some others. Oh, uh, that's yeah. Station. He's working at KWB. Yeah, so he came over because they sent him over to try to disrupt things. Well, what did they think? He wasn't going to get out of the lobby. Is he going to march in the back and uh, you know and surprise you in that the show, studio? Was that show called Pad and the Prick? That was the name of it, wasn't it? I, I it's something like that. I think I think that's what it was. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> but Sandy, it's too bad you couldn't make it to the fair on Saturday. It was a. I wasn't beautiful... invited. I didn't know anything about. How it. is that possible? We literally invited you. No, you did oh, not. There you go. Invite. No. Yeah, when did you baby. invite? We me? literally no, talked about this on Friday <laughs> on air, you and you said, it, I, "Okay, unless I someone says, hey, why don't you?'" You come? told I'm me you gonna... couldn't on air. No, oh, this I is didn't. an Italian argument, Rudy. I did we talk about it or not? Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to throw Bob under the bus, but there was a small conversation yeah, go, that you. was had on the air about, about me going. No, not me going. About you, you did have a conversation. Me going. About not there. No, this is not. <laughs> hey, listen. Okay, Brittany's dreaming things again. I'm she, dreaming that you weren't is, on this, this show her, ever. Uh, you know, this is she's re, rewriting history. Jesus! After she's the last ninety you. seconds, I'm glad you didn't come to the fair. Oh my God. <laughs> Hey. Exactly. <laughs> Why don't you settle down in there? <laughs> what a disaster. Sandy the disaster. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Bob Sansevier Sports is brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, and Bob Sansevier. Well, Sandy, seriously, it was a beautiful day. Also uh, ran into 11, 12 people at... Uh, at um, Steakhouse, uh, Pittsburgh Blue out in uh, Maple Grove. They all said nice things about all of you. They're very, very nice people. I couldn't believe it. Well, well, good. And you know what? 
I saw a lot of photos from the fair, and I wept as I saw them because I wasn't part of it. But it was kind of <laughs> neat to see all those. People. You weren't invited. That's why. Going to kill I wasn't you. Wasn't invited. You know. Britain Brittany never invited you. Said, I think she said, "Don't come. We don't want you." That's what she said. Something like that. I remember I it. Oh, I remember geez. clearly. I, I read between the lines. <laughs> and do you guys not remember when he talked about all the things he was doing this weekend and why he can't come on Friday? Hey, I'm a busy guy, but had you invited, extended the invitation. You know. Also, it's not my job to invite you, sir. See, okay, now she's backing off. No, I'm telling you, we talked about this on Friday, and you were like, minute, I can't go, I'm busy. Show. Wait a minute, did you say, was the last thing, oh, we didn't invite you, jerk? Did you just say that? Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. I mean, you're not not being a jerk. You know what I love, though, Sandy, that you missed and you should have been there? What? You know, Tevin Pittman, our buddy, is, well, my adopted son, actually, um, is six foot four, right? Yeah, he's got some height to him. He's got some height to him. Well, we invited Reggie to come up on stage because Reggie is, is his dog uh, treats and his dog foods that he does over by, it's over by the grandstand, right? Yeah, he's, no, no, he's uh, at the pet pavilion. But, oh, that's where he is, at the pet pavilion? Okay. Yes, all, he'll be there every day at the fair. It Great must be guy. rough is his company. I, I had uh, Reggie stand next to Tevin. He was at least two inches taller than Tevin. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's, Sandy, you were yeah. never going to meet a nicer man than Reggie. He's just a great guy. Yeah, awesome. What's the name of his company again? Must be rough. R-U-F-F. Of course. I was going to say, there's no doubt. You don't don't call it that and then go R-O-U-G-A. No, that's not funny. No. You're absolutely right. That's actually a great name for a company. Yeah. Nice job, Reg. You got to meet Reggie. I think he's going to be around quite a bit because he's just a hell of a nice man. Even keel, even tempered. He could shred us all into bits, and he's still a very sweet man. So. Yeah. I met <laughs> so him at a, a charity thing uh, for Secondhand Hounds. He was volunteering. Uh, oh, that's, that's how he ended up on the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was so lovely, and he was saying lovely. how what a big fan he is on the Tom Bernard Show, and I go, I bet you Tom would love to have you on. Let me ask. And I asked you, and you were like, yeah, that'd be great. A guy who started his own business and saw a hole in the market and went for it. He's and his do- well, The problem, though, Bob, you do have is – he makes these dog treats that look yeah. like you should eat them. And yes. I brought them home, and I literally True. had to tell Justin about 14 times that these cupcakes were for the dogs. Well, did you try one, though? I'm yeah, curious. I tried. I they, I tried the top of, like, the frosting, and it kind of had this, like, thick peanut buttery taste. Yeah. Wasn't bad. I'm not, yeah, I don't like peanut butter. Oh, that's that's the weird What? What? How do you even like it? I don't life? like peanut butter. What do you mean you don't like peanut butter? Never liked peanut butter. The jelly, How? I like almonds. I, I like macadamia nuts. The only two nuts I'll eat are almonds and macadamia. I don't like. I don't like nuts. I don't like fish. Um, I don't either, Bob. I like. Yeah, shellfish. I do too. Well, yesterday we were eating pizza. Well, Bob's a weird eater. He's Ooh. a very weird eater. And yesterday, ah. me and Gogo were eating pizza, and she ate the top of it. And, uh, my kind of gal. And I, me and Priscilla immediately said, that's Bob, the way Bob Sansevier eats it. Just disgusting. Because you could eat more cheese that it's way. That disgusting. is disgusting. She was, <laughs> I was very scared that I she has that. Uh, hung out with you too many times. Bob, you're Nothing disgusting. Nothing like a, a Heggie's pizza in my Betty Crocker, Betty Crocker pizza maker and just devouring that cheese. They're double cheese. What do, you, what do you do with the crust then? That's, see... Reggie makes some. That's what the dogs get. I share it with my pups. He goes, they love it. See, see, I'm just like Reggie making homemade food. 
He's like slaving Look, away at his kitchen, and you are just giving him crust and calling it a day. It's well, a thing I'll of beauty. Other stuff. We give him other stuff, you know, that sort of thing. So, I understand. Um, hey, I got to mention something about your twins. Yes, sir. Three or four. Knock off the Rangers. They dropped out of the AL West lead first time since early April. Down 5-0. Come back, win in 13 innings, 7-6. But in this game, Royce Lewis had a grand slam. He helped lead the comeback. But what we saw in this game is a template for what they could do, particularly in these short series or the short series they'd have in the first round. Because after this, this next set of three against Cleveland, they could bury Cleveland. They're six back now. Don't lose three in a row and make it three so people get nervous. Put them away. Right. But right. the point I want to make is what they did is what they will do in the postseason. Dallas Keuchel came in relief of uh, Bailey Ober, who gave up five runs in, uh, what, four innings. He gave him five innings of scoreless, five scoreless innings. And that's what they're going to have to do. A guy like Keuchel, some other starters, get those guys in. that are, If they're not one of the first three guys going, because we're talking a short series, in the first round, that these other starters can help bridge to the closer and get rid of some of these other, you know, as you would once use the term, hunyucks. Hunyucks. They kill you. They I agree. kill you in middle relief. But this is very encouraging for the Twins that Keiko came in and did that. Mm, I agree with you. You know, it's interesting, Bob. I have discovered the magic to the Twins winning maybe even the World Series. Whoa. Okay, you that? ready? I watched the beginning of the game. The Twins went down five to nothing, and I shut it off. This has happened last week, too. That's exactly right. I tuned back in. About an hour later, they're tied five to five. So I said, oh, they're tied. I'll watch it again. As soon as I start watching, Texas goes up six to five. Shut it off again? I shut it off again. The Twins win at seven to six. (laughs) As soon as I left. I can't watch the games. I can't. I ruin everything. Well, you, you have to watch the start of the game so they can fall behind. Then you shut it off. Yeah, there you go. They can fall behind and then, and then catch up and win. Yeah. That's your you deal. you got all figured out. Yeah, yeah you got to figure out. Well, it's the, it's the preseason. And Jaron Hall played the whole way. The Vikings will lose three, all three of their uh, yeah. preseason games. Now, it, it's kind of meaningless. And it used to be, oh, you got to get your quarterback in. But they practice against other teams during right. the week. So he's getting in his reps. So that's not a problem. Do you see his fancy new goatee? Yes. You know, that is called, that's a goatee, right? No, I, that's not a goatee. What, it's a Fu Manchu. Yeah, that's right. There you go, Fu Manchu. Yep. There yeah. you go. I used to have one of those when like I was a teenager. Really? And it was five different colors, so I cut it off. Yeah, not like it. I, I heard his wife doesn't like it on him either. I, he's not, he's pretty much a clean-shaven guy. That's what he should be. Yeah, I understand that. I understand so, what you're but, saying, Pally. And by the way, the uh, what happened with uh, Trey Lance, according to reports, they never were in the bidding. Because we're thinking, how the heck did they let him go to Dallas for a fourth-round pick? They could have done better, but they never even made a, a bid on him. So they didn't like Trey Lance. We all did, but they didn't. I wonder why that is. Do you know? Does I don't anybody know? know? No, I, I certainly don't. I mean, the kid, I, he's worth it for a fourth-round pick. I'd say he's worth a flyer to see what he can do. And actually, he could have helped them this year as a guy you could put in to do the Wildcat because he can run. Right. And, you know, so I, I, would have, I would have thought that he could be helpful in some way. But, nope, they didn't, uh, they didn't make the bid. Now they got this. Jaron Hall will probably wind up on their practice squad. 
because he's not going to make the regular <laughs> roster. I so. wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think. I think you're probably right about that. So we got what? We're 13 days away from game one. Tenth. Of, yeah, roughly. Tenth of that's it, which, it's kind of odd though that you know. Well, they used to have that fourth game, and that would then the next yes. week they start the season. But yes. As a, I mean, it's a this is a long gap. And I'm not crazy about it. I agree. A 13-day rest period, I, I don't think I like that either. you got to get tuned up, don't you? Yeah, you got to get tuned up. But also, the fans want to see something. I mean, yeah, absolutely. All these, everybody's picking their fantasy football teams. They actually want to see their guys play. Although, you can't with the Vikings anyway because none of their starters played. No. Oh, no, no. No, and you have to, you know, you got to wonder how good will Madison be? Mm-hmm. Is he, you know, have a mysterious injury? And, you know, what will happen with him? And it's just, uh, now Kareem Hunt hasn't signed anywhere yet, but they don't want to spend money on a Nobody does on running backs. Yeah, I, I think that. That, I, I think you're right about it. that. Yep. It's kind of a valuable position. I don't know me. what to tell you, Bob. I know. What don't can I no tell sense. you? It don't make no sense, but you know. That don't make no sense. Nope. And uh, uh, you all whipped up about uh, all of you talked about, a lot about Barb Bar. I thought the guy was dead already. Who? I didn't realize. Bob Barker. Some great headlines out there about Bob Barker. I will tell you that, Sandy. Oh, there are things like uh, he died just before. Well, how was that deal again? Because it's the over-under they used to play on the prices, right? Is it over? Yeah. Is it under? All that whole deal? Yeah. And apparently he literally died at 99 just under that 100 mark. Oh, that's kind of, a, <laughs> that's kind of amazing. I'll find this story while you guys are talking. Yeah, because the Price is Right rule is you can't go over. So if somebody right, would, right, would guess exactly. 100, they would have been wrong. <laughs> that's so funny. And I thought it was pretty pretty clever. I really did. I thought it was very, very clever. But So how old would he have been in his 80s when he, when he had that great scene with Adam Sandler? Where he kicked his ass. Oh, that was fantastic. He had to be pretty close to it. I would think you're probably right about that, Sandy. Yeah, that, that was wonderful to see. And I'll tell you what, I mean, we've seen shots of him of, you know, with the, when there is an age when you get to that age, for the next 20 years, you'll look no different. Remember what he said when he whipped his ass, by the way? What? No. The price is wrong, bitch. bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's to get him to so say that good. Was phenomenal. Uh, was, yes, to get Bob Barker to say that must have taken taken some talking, I would imagine. Especially, was, you could tell he loved it. Especially because, you know, Happy Gilmore, Happy thinks he's going to just kick his ass because he's this old man and he just gets so pissed and he goes to just tackle Bob Barker and then Bob Barker ends up just kicking Adam Sandler's <laughs> ass. It was so funny. That was a good show, actually. That movie was pretty good. Not a great movie, oh but I, I enjoyed the it. The plot has a lot of holes in it, but you yes. never care. Right. Because it's just so fun. This movie is almost 30 years old. Is 1996. Really? Jesus. Here's the line, Bob. Bob Barker came as close as he could to 100 without going over. That's the headline. <laughs> That's the headline? Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. There's a headline writer having fun with somebody's death. Eh, what the hell? He's 100. He lived a long one, man. Yeah. No way any of us are going to make the 100. Not a chance. Well, Barker would have been, you know, in his early 70s when this was made. He wasn't that old at all. No, not comparatively. He could run so, for president because everybody else is about 100 in that group, aren't they? I think he was preparing a bid just before he uh, he just capped. Before he capped. <laughs> Honest to he God. He was thinking of it. Oh, what a world. So what else you got, hey, Sandy? I, well, I, just quickly, I would have voted for him over the other two. 
I uh, would have to agree with you. I got no dog in this fight right now. I don't know what the hell to tell you. It's, boy, I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. I think it'll play itself out. It, it, I don't think, not, I, I would be assured in my mind that only, if, if anything, only one of them will be there to run. Both of them will not run. Well, Adam, will happen. you saw that Gavin Newsom now is going to debate DeSantis. You saw that, right? Why? Because they're both trying to raise their profile. They're one of well, I think Gavin Newsom thinks, hey, you know, they're going to realize within the next year and a half that Joe Biden cannot do this job any longer. Not that he ever could, actually, but uh, he's going to be there waiting in the uh, waiting in the wings in case they give Joe the hook. Because the chant right now is, we cannot possibly let Kamala Kamala Harris be president. No, but what's interesting about Newsom, That's he's never argument. been challenged by the media to, to really give no. a, a, you know, He's never been put on the spot. And DeSantis gets, you know, he gets stuff hurled at him all the time. Right. And I know he's been working with uh, with debate coaches, so I don't know what oh. that means. Gavin Newsom is such a dolt. He why, really oh, is. Oh, why? I agree. Please, anybody else. He ruined California. Yeah, he decimated did. it. He did, and it gets to just walk on by, and, and we keep moving him up I the know. rank, and nobody ever holds this guy's feet to the fire. Even Bob said that the mainstream media doesn't hold this guy accountable, and he's got he's got great hair and a good smile, and that's why he gets elected. And he is an idiot. Well, he's a billionaire too. Ah, he's such Which- a dum dum. Or his family are billionaires, I guess. I don't know if he is, but his family are billionaires. Yeah, his family. His dad was like a lawyer for like an oil company or right. something, wasn't he? Right. But he makes it sound like growing up, it's you know rough times. I know what it's like to be a part of the everyday man out there trying to work. I know what it's like to have two or yeah. three jobs. It's like piss off. You're such an idiot. That guy is an idiot. His dad, his dad wouldn't buy him that Atari when he was a kid. Yeah, which is heartbreaking because he asked for it. The twenty six hundred. I mean. I, I actually, I kind of agree with it. 2600 was pretty amazing. But nonetheless, that guy is still an idiot. And the fact that he wants to be president, uh, if you think Biden is a moron, that guy isn't. Uh, it's awful. I well, Please don't let him in office. Who we got? I, seriously, I, I, I just, while you guys were talking, I was thinking, I got nobody right now to vote for. No one. I mean, there are a couple of people maybe waiting in the wings. Because uh, I, I didn't watch that debate. I don't know anything about that. Uh, we've had uh, Ramaswamy on the family podcast a couple of times over the last couple of years. I haven't talked to him I think, I don't know, maybe about, about a year or two, something like that. But he used to come on once in a while. Seemed like a very pleasant man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, but I really don't right now. I don't know who the hell I'd vote for. I have no idea. Well, I mean, I, I think a ticket, and it doesn't matter who's at the top, but I think their best shot would be like a Tim Scott, Nikki Haley um, ticket. Yeah, maybe. For the Republicans. Because they're, they're be. both competent. There's no question about and who that. Who would Gavin Newsom pick as a vice president? Who, who do you think that would be? Has to be somebody from the East Coast, I'm assuming. Oh my God. But he could get he could get a seventh grader to be his running mate. <laughs> and as long as as long as they could write in cursive, they'd have more ability to run the country than oh. Gavin Newsom. Nobody can write in cursive anymore, so that's out. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. Well all these men okay, are old enough they were there with the invention of cursive. Yeah, yeah, they so wrote, they should be just they fine. They wrote with a quill, okay? Yeah, yes. they'll be fine. Yes. Well, here's the question about Gavin Newsom. Would he pick someone who is also, you know, got the look, or will he want someone much uglier because his vanity wouldn't allow someone good-looking to be his running mate? Oh, he does like to pose. There's no doubt about it. But they all love to pose, don't they? But he's got, I mean, the guy, I would say he is a good-looking guy. But so yeah, would Mitt Romney. Is. That didn't do much for him. 
No, you're right. And how about that scowl that Donald Donnie Trump gave us with his booking, his mug shot? He's scowling at the camera. He, he made like Jesus. seven million off of like coffee cups and t-shirts. Yes. Yeah. That, yep. that scowl. It's all about money, Bob. The whole thing. Yeah. That's yeah. why Gavin Newsom wants to run because he's already a billionaire. His family are billionaires. Uh, they. It's all about the money. Everything is about money now. Well, and I, I think I asked this a week or so ago. People that go in, they don't have, you know, that they, they're not millionaires when they go in, but after a few years in uh, as a senator or a House, you know, a representative, they're millionaires all of a sudden. Where does it come from? Barack Obama's a billionaire now. I mean, he had no money at all when he ran for the United States Senate. Where, in Illinois, I think it was? I think yes. that's where it was. And now the guy's uh, sold about 8 billion books, and he's just loaded. He's, he own, doesn't he own like three houses that add up to about 75,000 square feet? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, what is it now? I don't remember. I know what she looks like. I don't remember the actress's name. But he got into office the first time because she had this vicious divorce. And the guy that she divorced was a shoe-in for the seat. Oh. I think it was the congressional seat. Do you remember who I'm talking about? No. I can't remember her name. But she was an act. I mean, she's been in, in a number of different types of uh, TV shows and movies. But that's really what launched this career. The opening made because their divorce was so brutal. Uh, I know you only I'll- got one minute, Bob. But I just want to make one more point about it being all about money. Yeah. Did you guys see that story yesterday on Costco and Walmart? Uh-uh. What? You know that combined Costco and Walmart in one day makes $2.3 billion. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's more than I make in a year. In a year, for Christ's sake. $2.3 billion a day, seven days a week. That is unbelievable. Oh. Think about that. That's wild. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Well, Sam Walton is one guy who invented the idea, and then uh, Costco came along and, and followed him up, and I, I, they, they just, they're crushing everybody now. It's amazing. Well, uh, it, doesn't he have like seven kids, and they're all billionaires? Yes. Sam Walton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Indeed, Incredible. he does. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I'll give you the line that uh, my aunt always likes to give. Yeah, but is that gross or net? <laughs> well, we live in America. Let's, yeah, it let's assume it's net. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Two point three billion. No, it, doesn't it doesn't matter if it's gross or net. Yeah, but is it gross or net? Who cares? Yeah, Still a lot of money. Think about it, though. At this tax rate, they're only going to walk away with about one point six billion uh, how, how every gonna, day. How they make ends meet. <laughs> Although billionaires don't pay taxes, of course not. So you know. And, oh, very quickly, it was a, an actress named Jerry Ryan, and she was married to John Ryan. It was for the Senate seat. The 2004 campaign where he was, uh, I mean, he was in great shape to win. Oh, really? And then the the divorce uh, documents were leaked or got out. They were unsealed. I'll close with this, Bob. I know you got to go, but I'll close with this. Yesterday, Catherine and I have been together for 42 years, been married for 39 years. We found out yesterday that uh, acquaintances, not really friends, but acquaintances are getting divorced. Yeah. And Catherine's driving us home. I'm sitting in the passenger seat, and I said, God, isn't it great? We never even thought about getting divorced. And she just stared at no! me. <laughs> Maybe you never thought about yeah. getting exactly. divorced. Exactly. exactly right. We. Oh, what do you mean, we? Are we in what France? What do you this we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we. <laughs> make, you want to dr- make you want to drive off the road. 
who was it on the queue that literally tried to say wee wee? And they what? Remember what they said? No. I can't remember who it was though. But he wanted to be. They were talking like a wee friend. Wee. We're all going, oh, hey, hi. how are you doing today? How's everything? And he goes, oh, oink oink. Oink, oink, oink. Where the hell do you get yeah. oink, oink out of O-U-I? And then you find yourself having to clarify <laughs> that this person's not an idiot, not attacking your French audience. Like, oink, oink. Like, no, what? he thought it was oink, oink. That's wee-wee all the way home. I bet that's it. Oh, I bet it. Yeah, three little piggies. All wee, the way, because we do that to uh, go-go. Yeah. And I bet you that was like some sort of weird brain thing that I he switched you're up. you're right. Good catch. Thank you. I like that. Oh, God, I just had to be nice to Brittany. This is painful. It is, it is hard to be nice to me. I don't know really how you is. can do it. Sandy, you should have seen her hosting that show out at the fair, man. She was, I she, she was great. She was phenomenal. That. Oh, you guys stop. Don't be nice to me. It makes me feel weird. Seriously. Come well, I mean, I meant fantastic for you. For me. That's a whole different mm-hmm. kettle of fish, you know. But no, she did it. She did a great job. Oops. She stood up there, introduced everybody, didn't forget anyone's name. <laughs> Like the bar is very low, and I appreciate it. <laughs> she held the microphone the held right the way. Microphone. Barely. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to tell but... you guys. We have to give Chris Eggert a hard time. Um, during the broadcast, I was like, Pat, uh, you know, our digital guy, I was like, Pat, should I go try and steal the cardboard cutout of Chris Eggert Ooh, to go behind it. us? Love it. Uh, and he's like, yeah, that'd be so fun. So I, like, snuck out, went to the, behind, you know, the KSTP building, uh, and I tried to he doesn't have one. What? All the other people have one. I, th- I bet you someone stole his. I bet somebody stole mm-hmm. it. Well, Just I... like the Sandy one we used to have at the queue. Right? Somebody stole yeah. it. Yeah. I'm sure you had a Sandy one. Yeah. We had a picture hey, gotta... of you taking a dump on the front lawn. I remember that. That never happened. Yeah, the hell My it God. didn't. You, it did Any, happen. I, I, I do anything to help the thing, and I made believe. No, oh, that's what I didn't even drop my trowel. I made believe I did. <laughs> And I'll okay. tell you, if I did, I'd say it, because that doesn't embarrass me. I mean, nothing embarrasses you, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, yeah, it was the same week that uh, the newspaper won a Pulitzer, and I was part of that investigative team that helped them win that Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. And it was the same week that I I did the foul poop on the lawn. It was a hell of a week. <laughs> it was a big time for you, Bob. We were all, we were uh, all pulling for you. I got to tell you one thing before we depart. You know, yes, about uh, the oink oink. Yes. I worked with a guy who clearly did not know the expression, so his lead, and it got through the editor. Oh, no. It's a doggy dog world. Doggy dog. Doggy dog. Not people dog think, dog. People think it's doggy dog world. What What does doggy what? dog no. mean? I don't even know, because my dogs are spoiled to no end, so if it's a doggy dog world, I would like to live in yeah. it. There really are people who believe that, other than this guy. I've it's heard it a million world. times. People really? say it's a doggy dog world. I go, do you mean dog eat dog? I don't even correct anybody, to no, be honest. Why bother? Why, why bother? Let them live in the dog. I want to live in a doggy dog world. And I, I told you, again, I, I'm not going to, this is the last one I'll give. Uh, Kurt Brown, who I used to work with, he wrote a story about, um, you know, the ball, football was like a hot potato because it was fumbling all over. The guy did not like the cliche, a hot potato, the bold, the vile vegetable. He called the hot potato, changed it to the vile vegetable. The vile vegetable. It, meant, it made no sense. It made no sense. He didn't want to go with hot potato. I have a question for you. Who thinks that potatoes are vile? I mean, at worst, what? they're neutral. At worst, at they're worst. neutral. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell doesn't like a potato once in a while, whether it's fried or hash browns or yeah. baked or what? You put a little garlic in there with butter. Oh, my God. You're good to go, Bob. And cheese. 
right, I'm going. All right, thanks, All right. Annie. See you, buddy. Bye. What the hell was that? I'll see you. I gotta go. Because okay. he said you're good to go, and you meant. I don't mean good to go. No, yeah. I know. That's yeah. why I just watched that interaction, and I was like, oh, he thought, because you were like, yeah, and you're good to go. You were trying to say, like, potatoes, and, t- and Bob took it as you're good to leave. Get and, off my show. Which is right so now. funny, because we were just talking the whole that last segment was about misunderstandings. <laughs> yes, and then he and does. Cloak is a, um, and, and he literally. Colloquialism. That was you. good. Very good. Thank you. And so it was just funny that, like, that was his. Oh, that kills me. Unbelievable. Loved classic. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, bringing you Blib Sansablava. Let's call him Blib from now on, just for the hell of it. Good to go. Up, oh, yep, yep, I'll see myself oh, out. God, you're right, I'm, I gotta go. <laughs> I better get out of here. Settle what the yet. hell? What a lame brain. I love him. That's all I have to Don't you just love Bob? I love Bob, even though I definitely did invite him on air to the show, and then he went and told us about how busy he was all weekend. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this. I'm sure glad the miserable heat dome is now behind us, and that is a fact. Fall may uh, just be the best part of summer, as you know. Along with the cooler, shorter fall days, it's one of the best times in Minnesota for landscape plantings. ProTurf did my landscape this spring. Did a phenomenal job. We did this step deal. You've been to our house. Yeah. You know that hill, just if you look at the front of the house, you go to the left. Yeah. If it rained a little bit, you walked in that grass, you ended up falling in your ass every time. That's not the one you want. So they set down these. The, they did a wonderful job. That's awesome. And I wouldn't say it if they didn't. I will tell you that. Uh, yes, ProTurf did my landscape this spring. Rick had some great ideas for my yard, and they can do the same for yours, believe me. A good fall established uh, planting is much more likely to survive a summer drought than the following year. That's good. A ProTurf uh, certified landscape designer can help you design a landscape that not only looks nice, but will also increase the value of your home, which is always a good thing. Fall is not only a great time to plant, but also a great time for hardscape patios, walkways, retaining walls. ProTurf is a Minnesota original, family-owned business since 1982. As a matter of fact, 41 years serving Minnesota. We care for lawns, landscapes, and irrigation systems where we live. If the weeds in your lawn are out of control, fall is the best time to get a head start for next year. Let them put together a three- to five-step program that is safe, effective, and guarantees results. If you want the best landscape on the block, ProTurf is ready to give you your free landscape or lawn estimate and analysis. Visit www.professionalturf.com. That's professionalturf.com. Click Estimates for Lawn Care, Landscaping, or Schedule an Irrigation Service. Visit. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tommy B. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the Minnesota State Fair. Along with everything you can buy on a stick at the great Minnesota Sweat Together, 
You should have some cool incentives with a state fair deal when you purchase an RV from Niemeyer's Albertville location. How's this sound? Receive a free exterior ceramic coat and NanoCure interior treatment. These coatings provide a durable, long-lasting shield against dirt, water, and UV rays, and basically extend the life of your RV to keep it looking newer and lasting longer. It's a $2,000 value, free with purchase if you get an RV from Niemeyer's by September 5th in Albertville only. Plus, great deals on their campers at both Albertville and Elko New Market, now through the end of State Fair. Take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales and see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's and look at what they got at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. Your State Fair deals end on September 5th. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 757, now three minutes to 8 o'clock. Kristen Burt joins us from Los Angeles, California, where she's going to lose her governor who wants to be president more than anybody on earth. I was laughing because he's such a soap opera, and I'm like, oh, I don't he know is. how that plays out. <laughs> I don't know if everyone knows the story, but while he was mayor of San Francisco... And separated from his wife, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who is now currently engaged to Donald Trump Jr. Like, oh. <laughs> you can't make any of this up. No. Um, he had an affair with his best friend's wife. And the two of them were off, like, snorting coke and having sex, like, in the governor, in the mayor's, you know, office on the desk. And uh, it triggered a divorce for with from his best friend from the wife that he was having the affair with so i was like what a story to have to come out and talk about so was he he gonna pull a donald trump and go yes and i actually grabbed her pubic area (laughs) only he didn't say pubic area no he did not he did not no he did not I mean, obviously, Newsom's happily married now with four kids, but... Oh, happily married. That's your opinion. That is a very (laughs) juicy tale from his past. Well, that guy's such an idiot. He's the governor of California. And then when he's on NPR one day, they say, what do you you say about all these people that are moving out of California to go to Texas, to go to Washington State, to go to Oregon, to go to, you know, anywhere else that has low taxes and livable wages? And he's like, where else are you going to go? We got all the beat. And then he told a story about how friends of his had moved to Oregon. He's like, they're doing they're doing great up there. They're doing just fine. <laughs> so your example of people who are moving out of California because it sucks are people who move somewhere else and are thriving. Yeah, like, that's right? your example. What that guy. I don't get it. I don't know why. Who, Kristen, who are the idiots who put that guy in the office? Uh, well, we triggered a recall last year, and we still voted and kept him in office. So <laughs> it's been quite a ride with him. Is he the one, and I, no, it wasn't single-handed, no question, but is he the one that destroyed San Francisco as a city by allowing all this bullshit to go on? No, I, honestly, no? this has been, really, it's been like the last, I would say, four or five years that it really God. have been. Just breaks an, my heart. Yeah, I mean, but it's we've had the same thing here in Los Angeles, and um, it's been, you know, listen, it's it's a long road back. That's the issue. It's yeah. like it yeah. happened quickly, and I think that the pandemic accelerated the homeless issue. A lot of states also send a lot of their unhoused sure. people to our state. Of course. Um, so that, you know, besides great weather, you know, we also offer services that other states do not, and... Uh, it creates a crisis. And Karen Bass is our mayor, and she's 
telling us that she is convinced that she's going to help solve that crisis. I will say that some areas have gotten better as they've moved uh, some of the unhoused to temporary housing at least, Mm -hmm. but you have to come up with permanent solutions. I am telling you, Kristen, Catherine and I used to go almost every year, if not every other year, all the way through when we had children and as little children, we'd go to San Francisco, spend a couple of days there at the Fairmont, loved it. The whole the whole city we just loved. And then we'd, of course, hop in a car and drive over to Truckee and go into uh, a different area and go, go to the vineyards. It was, oh, my God, it was wonderful. Well, there are still wonderful areas of California. I mean, yeah. you can go up to Napa and Sonoma. It's amazing. San Diego is amazing. Palm Springs is amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. you go all the way up to the Redwoods. It's gorgeous. It is indeed. Uh, yeah, well, the same thing with Los Angeles. I, I, there's another great memory for me. When I walked into Capitol Records, the tower, I'd gotten a job working for them. I was, I think, 27, 26 years old, something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I think I was 26 when I got that job, but I can't remember exactly. But to walk into Capitol Records Tower and stand up there on the eighth floor at Bruce Wendell's office and look out and go, what the hell am I doing in Hollywood? It was very, very cool just to go... I'm in Hollywood, for God's sake. I bet that was surreal. It was unbelievable. And then they took me really? down to that great recording studio that's on the first floor. You know about that yep. one, right? Oh, Frank Sinatra God. had his like golden microphone there. Dean Martin recorded yep. there. They all did. I think what's, you know, there's one thing that Los Angeles, and, and ho- not Hollywood per se, I've, Capitol Records building is probably one of the most iconic buildings in that area. Oh, yeah. But when you have that Hollywood moment, it's very hard to explain when you're not from California. But like yeah, the first yeah. year I stepped on the Oscars red carpet, I pro- I <laughs> yep. almost like cried my lashes off because it was so it's it's unreal to like grow up and see it there your whole life. And then all of a sudden you're like, how did I get here? And yep. it's, it's exciting. Yep. I know. It feels weird, though, because most of California and don't get me wrong, there are great parts, but a good chunk of it could at some point was thriving and it was glamorous. And for some reason, they just let it all completely just shift off into the wayside. And it's like when people go on uh, vacation, they take a road trip and they're like, we finally stopped at an In-N-Out burger. It, it, was the, it was the best moment of my life. It's like that. You should maybe aspire to bigger things. <laughs> Try harder. Try harder sometimes. It's Which, because of TikTok. TikTok, you know, creates like these viral moments and then people have to go to this restaurant, have to stop at this location. It happens in every city. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, when we used to go out to, to Vegas to do the Q uh, morning show from out there, Everybody wanted to go to In-N-Out Burger. They all wanted to go there. There's no doubt about it. And the fries it. are mediocre. I think the burgers are really good, but the fries are pretty mediocre. What makes the burgers so good, Kristen? Like, what? what's the thing? They source their own meat. So um, it's not like they're buying from a different... They have their own ranches and everything. It's oh. a family-owned business. So, so the meat tastes really fresh. It's not frozen or anything else yeah. like that. And there, there's a quality difference that you see. Mm-hmm. And you like the consistency of it then? Because if they source their own meat, it's always... Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's why they're not franchised all across the country. Uh, they have to find a ranch, buy the ranch, source the meat, and then... Um, build the franchise. They are now in Texas, and so that's why you've seen them there. And I think they're starting to move slowly east, but it's a slow process. So uh, yeah, I'm not big on fast food hamburgers. I just they're okay. Yeah, like once in a while, 
we'll get so I don't even know if the last time we got it probably like two years ago but Culver's mm -hmm. we like the Culver's burger but then if we're gonna get a burger we like uh, Lion's Tap Lion's Tap That's, is phenomenal I don't know what they do to those it is burgers great. but it's so good they use real lion that's what it which, is there you go which yeah. I'm shocked at how cheap they are yeah. like <laughs> but Peter hasn't gotten after them yet. Not yet no. But they're not like smart lions, which is fine. Yeah. You know, they're the dumb ones yeah, that the, can get caught. The dumb ones in the wild, not the ones we train to like ride a ball at the, no, at the circus. Not, no, or those actually no. are pretty intelligent. Yeah. You know, another thing I did always when we went down to Lion's Tap, yeah. we'd always go into Shakopee. I love Shakopee. I love Shakopee. That's one it's of my great town. I have this weird obsession with, uh, especially in winter, I like driving over that bridge at night. That's about yeah. five minutes from our house. And I like it because it kind of has a creepy, eerie feel because it's mm -hmm. like not a full river. It's like a like a marshy kind of right. spooky feel. And I like that. Why did they add the O to that word, by the way? Shakopee. You it's think it should be shock P? It's shock pay. Shock pay? Is how you pronounce that. Oh, like why did it, they spelled it the way that you should spell it. But you're saying we add the O in the word. Yeah. No, it's there's no O. It's shock pay. It was the... The chief of the tribe down there for years. That's where the the word came from. But they changed it, and I don't know why they did. Oh, well, know. you know how like a rapper nowadays will use oh, a, they'll use like some music from the seventies, but they change out like one or two notes so they don't have to pay any sort of royalties. Oh, sure. That's probably what it is. Probably is they don't have to pay royalties yeah, yeah. at Shakopee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Royalties, yeah. baby. Yep, there was shock pay and little shock pay. That's where little six came from. Yeah. Six. Shock pay means six. And this is all new to me. See? You're, yeah, all you do is learn. a history lesson. Look at that. Exactly. But right, that, it's always annoyed me. It all, I got to ask you guys a question. Do any of the three of you walk distances or run? I run. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought walk. you did. You walk. Oh, I have a question for you. And I do need help with this. Because I've noticed, because uh, I walk at about a 3.7 mile pace, mile an hour pace. That's like, like 15 that. minute mile. Yeah, just short of it. Yeah. <clears throat> just short of it, somewhere in there. 3.5 is 15-minute mile, that's why. No, four miles an hour is a 15-minute mile. Yeah. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Thank you. It's like Shakopee. Same thing. Same thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, I don't understand this because I have a brand-new watch that yeah. my wife bought me. It's magnificent, wonderful. But if I walk at that pace 3.7 miles... I burn about 20, for the day I'm talking about, at the end of the day I look and I burn about 2,900 calories, okay? That's at 3.7 miles. If I go to 5.5 miles, which, you know, is not quite twice as much, but almost, I then burn about 3,050 calories. How could I only burn another 150 calories by adding more than two miles to my walk? Isn't that wild? Like, you how does that work? Well, when you start finding out the differences, so I like running. Like, I like, I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I, I like walking. I'll tell you, nice but brisk pace. There are way more benefits compared to the negatives that you can get from walking at a good brisk pace than right, over right. running because mm -hmm. your body does hit a certain point. It does, yeah. Where the like calorie deficit isn't going to exceed. Like it has a stopping point. And I don't know if your watch is it's, your watch is pretty advanced. I wonder if it configures that in. It's just weird that I go if I go three and a half miles, I do twenty nine hundred. If I go five and a half miles, I go you know. 
3,025. Mm-hmm. Like, what? And then you also have to keep in mind the baseline heart rate, right? Like you getting your heart rate up is a whole thing, and then keeping it there is easier yeah, than um, – Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So there's things like that with calorie burn. It's – it can be and the very calorie annoying. Burn are really inaccurate too. Like yeah. you use the ones. It's really inaccurate. Yeah. Like that. yeah, you're right. Because it's so right. it's so <clears throat> varied with you know people height and weight and like whether you're using actual weights with your workout too. That changes that, and that can't be measured. I just thought of something. You just reminded me. I have a friend, scam artist, some bitch that he is. I love the guy, but I always go, Jesus, you burn all these damn calories. I, you were going the same pace, running, walking, doing whatever. I'm a lot bigger than you are, and you burn more calories than I do. How is that possible? We're shoulder to shoulder. I found out later when he entered his stats weight? into the phone. Yeah. Put his weight in at 400. Yeah. You cheating <laughs> son of a bitch. So I used to be like. <laughs> I, I weighed be- about 210 maybe. I used to be so insecure when I was like in my early 20s about putting my weight in that yeah. I would just put in um, 100, and I haven't been 100 pounds. I don't even think since the so day you I was cheated yourself born. out of burn. So I would cheat myself out of yeah. all these calories. Yep. I didn't even realize it, but like, oh, I could not. I would not put in my actual weight. I'd be too like, oh, someone will see it. No, I don't care. Oh, it works out in the end. But so yeah, I don't know why. So you th- why do you think it is that you can go for an hour? And burn 2,900 calories, but if you go an hour and a half, you only burn another 125. That makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I, there's, I don't know. I, the only like example I can use is the gas tank. When they say like the top half of your yeah. tank can get you 400 yeah. miles, but the bottom part of your tank, the, the second half of your tank, only gets you whatever, 250. It's like, well... I thought it would just be half. Would it not be half? Like why wouldn't it be yeah, half? Why wouldn't it be half? But they're like, no, the bottom part of the tank holds more. I can't remember the, how it all works out, but yeah. I don't know. Bodies are weird like that. They it, are. It's strange. Yeah. And I know everybody says, you should probably eat wheat bread over white bread. And that's the biggest example. Your body doesn't care. Doesn't it, care. It just looks at it and goes, we're going to yes. break this down like a carbohydrate, or we're going to break it down like a protein. It's one or the other. That's really it. Our fat, our sugar. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like it's, uh, There are some silly things. And it, I guess it just depends what is your goal. So like for me, running involves my kiddo, my dogs, and I get a break mentally, and that's my goal. Yeah, but well, if it's like sense. a calorie, like if I'm trying to do like hardcore working out or changing my body, I should be lifting weights. I should be doing all these other things. Yeah, well, but like my goal <clears> is to kid. go on a run. So yeah. you're right. Like it all depends what your goal is. It's all true. That's all we do is help people on the show. You ever notice that? We kind we educate. Of are <clears throat> a walking, breathing PSA. That's all it is. There's no question about it. So, but I thought you guys, I. I I thought you guys had talked about running and walking and all that stuff before. That's why I thought I would ask you. It's like, why does that happen? Um, I got really pissed because remember when I was doing that walking challenge that I was obsessed with? <clears throat> yes. I would go out and run like five miles and get half as many steps as somebody walking to. I know. <laughs> like. Longer strides. Sister. Yeah. And the arbitrary 10K yeah. steps that they tell us. Just... The benefits, again, like, I think the benefits right around like 7,500, you know, 75 and above. See, I guess I'm lucky because I have short legs. Yeah, for and a long torso. Mm-hmm. They have very long arms and very short legs. Yeah. That's true. How the hell can you have 37-inch arms and a 31-inch inseam? What the hell? That's very monkey-like. They say God yeah. doesn't make mistakes, but I 
have to. In your case, Tom. <laughs> what sport does that make you good at? A great question. Weightlifting. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Okay. Low center of gravity. I yep. can yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah, you could be an Olympian. Although now, no, I couldn't. You want to know why? Because right. back in my day, before the steroid era, if you could bench 300 pounds, you were very strong. Okay? Now, the benching's harder for me because I have very long arms, but I could bench 300 pounds. You know what the world record is now in bench press? Hmm. 1150. Ooh. Dang. <laughs> it's like yeah. almost four times as much. Like, I couldn't even lift that up. I'd fall over backwards. <laughs> just pick up cars as you walk down the street and just, uh -huh. I'll just press them over my head. Yeah, 1150. There you go. That's crazy. No steroids involved there, I wouldn't imagine. No. Of course not. It's never the guy who does that is like, you must be like a super clean, you know, nice haircut, probably clean shaven. No, it's always a dude with a mohawk and a four foot beard and tattoos all the way up his neck. And he's just as wide as he is tall. And that's the guy who always puts it up. Oh, yeah. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.